Hello and welcome to Decapod. I am not Terry Cook. I am Emma Morgan and this um, week I am introducing the show where we're going to look at 1993. However, before we get on to the show, it absolutely agrees me that I need to issue a statement of regret and apology to Sir Terry of Cook. Anybody listening to the 1992 episode will um, remember I took great pleasure in pointing out to Terry uh, that he had overlooked the year that Star Trek The Next Generation was aired on TV. And boy, did I milk it because I thought it was hilarious that he had missed the year. However, it came to my attention nearly a day later from Terry, who happily sent me a screenshot informing me that actually Star Trek The Next Generation started not just not in 1992, but not in the 90s. It started in the 80s. So I now need to formally apologise to my co-host, and particularly for just how to town I went on it. But I am going to say he has had a lot of fun this week, knowing that, oh dear, this, this is painful that he was right. You were right. And I'm sorry. Adam, say that again. <laughs> I couldn't didn't quite catch that. You were right about that and I was wrong. I got my facts wrong. I, I do feel like it's not just me you're an apology to. <laughs> it's not just the listeners. It's Trekkies all over the world. Gene Roddenberry is turning in his grave. Right. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Seriously. Right, so, who is he? Spock? Oh, I go in second. It feels weird. But it's worth it just, just, just to hear you apologise. I mean, I think the thing is, right, I've probably butchered about 70% of every day I put up here. But none of it mattered. But this, this counts. Well... As well, you've always been saying, you're so good at years, Em. <laughs> and I've just got, yeah, yeah, I am. And now I'm like, I'm doubting everything. So I've got like my list for 93 and I'm so nervous about it. And Spotify was messing with my head as well. It was thrown in songs that I was then looking up and then they were saying a completely different year. So I, I might be going mildly insane <laughs> from years and date checks now. We've never professed to getting stuff right, so no, it's it's kind of around that time, and it's very likely that we'd listen to it or saw it in the year that we say. Um, but yeah, let's maybe this is a good time to just say we just won't talk about Star Trek again, and then we won't get anything wrong about it. I mean, I've got a, some on my TV shows for this year that that may <laughs> dispute that <laughs> that statement. Oh joy! Okay. Right, no, that so, was a film starring Jennifer Lawrence, I believe. What? Joy. Joy. It was about Hoover's. Yeah. Not in 1993, though. No. Because I think she'd only be about two, because she was born in 91, if um, if I'm remembering the births correctly. Well, who knows? <laughs> could have been 81, couldn't it? Do you know what? Yeah, I don't think she's been mentioned. So <laughs> just leave it, leave it before I get into more trouble. But um, how did you find 93 as a whole when you were doing? Because you've done quite a lot of research this time, haven't you? No. 
I did the usual amount. <laughs> there was no extra going on. Here's the interesting thing, and this is where I owe people, I don't owe people an apology, what am I on about? Um, I said last episode that um, I felt like 93 might take a dip. I don't think it has. I think it's on an equal, if not potentially better than 1990. Every year is greater than the prior at the moment, I believe. I Don't shake your head at me. I'm <laughs> uh, 1993 was a, a year of epic proportions. Maybe not the quantity, but there's some individual brilliance. I was disappointed. Really disappointed. Um, maybe I just had this um, whole this apology thing weighing down on me and it, um, and it affected my mood for it, but I, I've sort of said to you, I struggled to get 10 films um, to just talk about that I thought were worthy of talking about. And I've seen all my films this week. Well, that's a bonus. <laughs> I mean, I struggled to get less than 17 films. I, I got to 17. I'm like, which, which one of these do I remove? <laughs> and- I, uh, I can't wait to actually cross-reference a bit, actually, because it's going to be interesting if my 10... We're even in your 17. Well, I haven't got many horrors. And there's a couple of horrors in there, so maybe there's there's more of a crossover. Although you do like your horror, as we've seen. So. <laughs> I can already spot two films that go, that's a horror. That's classic horror. <laughs> Again, that's not how I talk. Stop fucking silent laughing on podcasts. Makes it really hard for my editing. But you can't. I've got two extremes. You either get the really loud cackle that probably like deafens you, or I've got like that silent kind of wheezy laugh. Yeah, but the cackle like, makes less work. So I'm happy with the cackle. <laughs> there <Okay>. you go. <laughs> right. Shall we leap straight into music? Yeah, the quality year that was 1993 in music. Well, I'd say music was the most positive for me as well. Um, I didn't I say did- it was the most positive. Of the three genres for me, it was. Oh, no. I just liked it. Anyway, sorry, uh, but carry on. <laughs> so I've done what I did last week. I don't. I just wrote a load of songs down. I didn't make a 10. Well, that's kind of what I do. I do my, I pick 10 songs out. They're not necessarily in order of a top 10, but I pick what I'd consider either my top 10 favourites. Maybe I'll leave a few out and chuck some other ones that aren't my favourites, but are notable. Okay, so... How do you want to do this? Do you want me to just throw in a couple and then go through your top 10 and see if we've got any crossover? Because I don't want to sort of cover all of your songs just by me being random. Or do you want to do your top 10 and I'll chip in? (laughs) I can go with the top 10 if you want. Yeah, let's go for it. Because I have got an ultimate number one. Although I will just say, before before I mention this, it was difficult choosing which Chakademus and Pliers song to put in the top 10. I've written them down once. <laughs> Chakademus, 1993 was the year of Chakademus and Pliers, and I never thought I'd ever speak about Chakademus and Pliers on a podcast. So, and now I'm really worried I've listened to the wrong year. I was worried about this anyway, but that didn't come up on any playlist I listened to. Well, I mean... <laughs> Whatever. Either way. So anyway, uh, I will I will fire off my songs. Um, and I uh, oh, let's go with Chakademus and Pliers first. Uh, I had a tease. Oh yeah, I did like that song. So it's a, it's a cracking song. Um, 
so yeah, teased by Chakademus and Pliers. I also have Mr. Vane by Culture Beat. No, I don't have that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely going to put this screenshot out because that was an interesting expression. Uh, <laughs> Also, we have the uh, amazing song by Bon Jovi, which is In These Arms. No. No? Okay. No. I am going to take this opportunity to ask, because it's it's the first time I believe Bon Jovi's been mentioned on this podcast. Mm -hmm. What's the greatest Bon Jovi song of all time? All right. No, always. (laughs) Are you confusing Bon Jovi and East 17? Or Supergrass. (laughs) It's always, always, or their, or the Christmas one. I love their Christmas one, or his Christmas one. He might have been doing solo, but um, always. I used to do that song at karaoke on a Friday night, and one guy used to do the low part, and he couldn't do the high chorusy bit, so I used to go and sing that bit for him. Okay. Anyway, I think it's in these arms, which is the one I mentioned on this. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, I do like that song. Uh, we also have, oh, dear me, uh, Shaggy was singing Oh Carolina in 1993. I do have that on my list. And that's a, look a special of relief song. on your face there. <laughs> Just like I've done it again. Um, yeah, I like that song. Um, there's that song and another one, which just remind me was my brother's 18th in this year and he had a big party and... For whatever reason, my dad that's into Dire Straits and Genesis absolutely loves Shaggy and he bought all of Shaggy's albums after this party and here in O'Carolina. There you go. I also have uh, R.E.M. and Everybody Hurts. Yes, I've got that right. We're we're fine. Yes, Mm. I do. R.E.M. is one of them bands that I always forget about. And then there'll be a song come on. Like, oh, I love this song. I always forget about them until I randomly hear a song. I live every day hoping that they will reform and come and tour so I could go and see them live because I bet they are epic. I no. would love to see them live. No, 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 no. Why? No, 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 no. Because there's no limits. Um, by to Unlimited. And that was possibly the dance tune of the 90s. Uh, and I fell down a weird rabbit hole with this one because there's a, a weird rap version. <laughs> where, where is that? Go check it out. It's like a completely different version. And I thought, why didn't you release that? Because you've got like lots of um, criticism that you've got no words in that song. And there's one, there's a version out. Maybe they were just like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's how the conversation went. Well, no, I'll stick with this one. It's easier to perform. They just recorded an argument when they were recorded it, yeah. <laughs> and then that went out. Which were that band that, it might have been eighties that lip-synced, and then they got found out they weren't the actual singers. I think that it went on stage when they got caught. It was like a, a two a duo, and I can't remember who it was. Not Chakademus and Pliers. It was someone else come back to me with that. But yeah, they... they they did a song and they were lip syncing it, but it wasn't even them that were singing it. They were just dancing to it. <laughs> we pretty much like Jason in Take That. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, so he's not your favourite member of Take That then? No, he is not. No. Uh, we'll come back to that later, possibly because you have the incorrect answer for that question as well. Um... Um, speaking of boy bands, yes, 
Pet Shop Boys uh, sang Go West in 1993. I sound like I'm actually doing some kind of radio DJ work here. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice, nice skills. Yeah, I had Go West. Um, again, I feel like a bit like REM. Pet Shop Boys were probably at the peak of their pop power. Mm-hmm. Um, as were, oh, okay, good. As were Ace of Bass, who uh, was singing about babies and all yeah. that she wants another baby. And I can remember singing that song and thinking I was super duper cool because I knew how to make babies and I thought it was somehow really rude. Did you really though? I think I did at that point. Oh, well, no, not new. Had an idea. <laughs> Once asked my step, oh god, he'll listen to this when he's older, maybe. Once asked my stepson how you how babies were made, he said, Well, the woman sits on that sofa, and the man sits on that sofa, and the baby goes from the man under the sofa, under the floorboards, up through the other sofa into the woman. Oh, if only. I wish it was like that. Um, so then we come to, to to what would be my my greatest song of 1993, and possibly might even crack it into a, a greatest song of the 90s. However, there's two, and I did struggle to narrow it down for both of these, uh, and I'm still struggling now. And I am going to say that the number two song would be the Meatloaf classic, I Would Do Anything For Love, but I won't do that. Yeah, what do you think it was he wouldn't do? He always told you. In the song, when you listen to the lyrics, he says what he won't do. Oh. Um, I can't remember if it's a line. Yeah, I can't remember if it's a line before it or the line after. It's like, I'd, I'd run right into heaven and back, but I won't do that. Or I, it must be the one after. I can't remember. But in, in the song, he actually tells you. It's just that because you hear that phrase, it doesn't sound like it. Oh, I'm going to have to re-listen. Well, re-listen to it but i'm not re-listening to the version i found which was 12 minutes long <laughs> I was like what are you doing i love meatloaf songs what's the greatest ever meatloaf song i like i, I quite like um that one <laughs> and you're gonna realize i don't really know any meatloaf songs okay. oh, i'm having a shocker today what's what is it then today well um <laughs> Life uh, for me, I, I very much enjoy life is a lemon, and I want my money back. Uh-huh. they all sound they all sound no, very similar. Don't. Though, don't they? No, <laughs> each one is unique. Each one has all the special place in my heart. Meatloaf was my my ultimate band at that time, and I can remember crying. Uh, and this must have been late eighties, so off topic, uh, but crying because I'd written or written him a letter. Um, and he didn't reply. Oh, bastard. That, <laughs> yeah. But he was going, fact, maybe I took the, it back, it's coming off my list. Maybe that's what that song is. That's what he wouldn't do. Wouldn't write you a letter. It all makes sense. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. And then we come, yeah, yeah, screw it. I made the right choice. The greatest song of 1993 is Boom, Shake the Room you by Jazzy Jeff right and the Fresh Prince. And I have a story about this because uh, I can remember that I was the DJ for the Summerfield Primary School leaving do, so they must have all been about 11 or something like that. And, um, yeah, I played this song. And when it got to the bit, I don't know, whichever bit it was, boom, shake the room, I turned the volume down, held the mic out, and no one made a fucking noise. It was just met with silence. Is it? Hang on a minute. You I didn't say de- it was a good DJ. 
but you'd have been 11. No, I wasn't 11. This was when I was older. This is how crap I was at DJing. I'd gone to a the primary school. I must have been about 18, 19, and I'm playing a song that was about 10 from years out. old. Yeah, from the year we left primary school. So you yeah. kind of made them have your primary school leaving Oh, yeah, day. there was nothing modern there. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense to me than them going, shall we, shall we book a DJ for the... Nah, just get one of the leavers to do it. Just one of the... One of the eleven-year-olds, <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll work it out. He looks, he looks tech savvy. I wasn't tech savvy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I turned the music down and I held the mic out when no one replied. Probably because the song was about ten years old at that point. And they had no clue what it was. Well, so it also featured at my brother's eighteenth, and it was another song my dad really liked. And I never see my dad get like drunk very much in my life at all seeing him have a drink never get drunk got drunk at my brother's 18th walking home and he was just going boom (laughs) (laughs) boom and I think he bought that on single as well on the back of that but they've been staying with me they were staying with me for the past few evenings and I was talking about we were recording this and we're talking about 93 and that and uh, mentioned that and he did like a a fist in the air at the mention of it. it and he went yeah Jazzy Jeff like I was like, yeah, you do know though that's with Will Smith, and he went, what? And I went, that Will Smith is, you know, like the actor dad, and he went, what? I just, I, I did, I had no idea. And I went, no, Will Smith is the Fresh Prince, and he was like, his mind, he was just like, whoa, he was that mind blown emoji, and it was a lovely moment between father and daughter. Did you tell them about the bestiality? No. <laughs> Because, Why did you even have to bring that up? Because uh, maybe I even know you were tying a bit of an apology because I saw a clip with Anna Kendrick saying that she's got a thing for the, the Robin Hood fox. <laughs> but that's the only reason I get an apology. Hmm, interesting. There's nothing else I'm going to apologise for. Uh, I, I still don't feel you had to bring that up. <laughs> it was like, wasn't even, not even in context. <laughs> No, I've mentioned a different Robin Hood. We'll be covering 1967 and I'll still bring this up. <laughs> it might have come out in 1967, you know. Well, when we're talking about Jerry Lee Lewis dating his cousin and or marrying his cousin when she was about 13, once she went and did that, and then we'll talk about how repulsed we are by that, I'll also say, you know what else is repulsive? Bestiality. Uh, There's always a link to bestiality. So here's a poll. On a scale of one to ten, how mean is Terry? <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't class myself as a mean person. I would say I've got the capacity to be mean. I don't think you're mean. I think you just you give good bants. That's all. Um, and <laughs> I just want to move on now. So, shall I throw in a couple of songs that I had that you didn't have? Go for it. Right, so there's two that I really want to mention because they really put like an event that used to happen. So I grew up in a really quiet part of the country, but it had one thing that made it a bit exciting. And these two songs, so Bitty McLean, um, it uh, it keeps raining. If it's raining, it's raining. You remember that? Remember Bitty McLean? I was like, it was, <laughs> you must do now, and I've done that rendition. Vaguely. <laughs> Um, and also um crazy for you by let loose oh, yeah. and i i pair them together because i saw both of those 
at a Radio One roadshow, and that was the only thing that came to Skegness was we would um, that would come to town every um, summer. I remember going to that, and uh, another person that was on my list from the nineties was Simon Mayo. A massive crush on Simon Mayo. I used to love going to see him at the roadshow. Another one for the list. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm going to throw in a Take That song um, because by the best, Take That. If you say babe, then I'm <laughs> stopping recording now. Oh, so well, it's a very short episode then because I am going to say babe because it's beautiful. Um, and it came up when I was listening to this and I still do it word perfect. And it's just, it's just blooming lovely that they gave Mark a little spotlight because he is the best Take Thatter. No, what 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 single did he have by himself? Because they split up, and he did a single. Can you remember what it was called? No. Five minute warning. Well, that. <laughs> so every song he's done was shit. What's he giving a five minute warning for? That sounds dodgy. Until he releases another remake of Babe. Ah. Oh. No, didn't enjoy Babe at all. Even at the time, I can remember sitting there thinking, this isn't my take, that. Because it wasn't written for you. <laughs> I, I wanted to be Relight My Fire, which I had to take out of my top ten. And I can't believe you put in Babe over Relight My Fire. Well, Relight My Fire is on there as well. Um, oh, I'll tell you what, then I'll redeem myself a bit. I'd got Deep by E17. I had no idea how filthy that was. Until that came on the other day. Is it rude? It's horrific. Genuinely. I I, I can... Re- <gasps> the rest upon my face. <gasps> I don't know what you said, but your reaction said more. I, it's, no, it came on. I'm like, oh, cool. Deep by E17. And then I'm listening to it. I'm like, I listened to this when I was about 10. What the... What's going on? It was... Absolutely, oh. Um, we were like... It were like boom, boom, boom by the out to your brothers. Oh yeah, but you, yeah, that's that's coming up, isn't it? That's yeah. the next couple. I think that's ninety five, but we knew then because you're you teenagers yeah. by then. So it's yeah, a bit but more no, knowing. It went over my head at time, but listening back to it, if you've not heard "Deep" by You Seventeen for a while, go listen now. But do not listen when your kids are about not appropriate <laughs> for anyone under the age of twenty one. Yeah, idea. Oh, Oh dear, oh dear. Um, and I don't think I really had anything. I don't know whether they also had this song out, but for Two Unlimited, it might be the next year that this other song came out. So I'm not going to mention it. So that was pointless. Um, so <laughs> the only other thing that I had was Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana. Because um, I think we've really overlooked Nirvana and they they should have had that because they were they were 91, I'm pretty sure. So I feel a bit bad that they've not had a mention yet. Well, accidentally mentioned them for 97 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm sure I'll come into a re-release somewhere. I've not got any re-releases in this episode. So, um, How did you feel about the music overall for 1993? Okay. I don't think it was, I definitely don't think it was any better. Um, obviously, there's no Jimmy Nail. So that brings it down generally anyway. Um, but there was some, there was some stuff that surprised me. So obviously, you know, that like massive indie girl, and I thought everything came out in 95, but you've got things like Dreams by the Cranberries and Linger. That's coming out in 93. Laid by James also. Uh, so there was little surprises like that. 
which was like, oh, I've remembered that wrong. I don't remember that being that early. Um, but I agree. Boom Shake the Room was was the tune. Um, and Meatloaf was another one where it was in the charts for about 10 weeks, I think, if I remember rightly. It was awesome. And I think we're just starting to see the the, the scratchings of uh, rave and dance starting to come into the mainstream. Yeah. Yes, because we must be... So Prodigy must be starting to emerge in the next couple of years and stuff like that. It's amazing how your brain goes Prodigy and my brain goes Venga Boys. <laughs> but they're going to be like 98, so don't get too excited for them just yet. Oh, so much to look forward to, it? Yeah, yeah, if you say so. <laughs> um, so does that, does that mean, what, what's your overall scooby on the music i liked it uh, i thought it was at least on the power of anything we've done previously maybe not like i said in terms of quantity but in terms of quality um it, i don't think we've had a song better than boom shake the room i beg to differ and Jimmy I, Nail doesn't count. <laughs> I have told you i've been practicing my tiktok duets have you had anyone duet with you yet? I've not put it out into the universe because I'm going to wait. It's going to be one of my um, social media posts. Once people know about the Jimmy Nail love, I'm going to put it out into the interwebs. I'm going to try and get him. I'm going to aim high or at least a lookalike. You said you didn't want to know what it looked like now. <laughs> I'm going to take the hit. Right. Okay. I mean, just for what it's worth, I, I don't want anyone duetting with me on TikTok. I don't want to do any duets on anything. <gasps> That's oh, I've started doing duets with the quiz man with the TikTok 10. <laughs> like, even when I get zero out of 10, it's worth following me just for that. It's great. I do watch, I do occasionally <laughs> like them. You um, mean humor them? <laughs> you always get more than me, though. Always. What well, answers, right? Yeah. What? Well, well, we kind of got zero. All right, almost always get more than me because <laughs> I, I am generally not very good at quizzes, apart from what was M- Mark Owen's first solo song. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah. Write that into him to make it as a question, then, you, then you'll know it. I'll do my own TikTok 10. I, I yeah. can't do 10 questions in 60 seconds. Who am I kidding? I'll do a TikTok 5. <laughs> two. <laughs> there is TikTok 2. Hear him stumble and butcher the English language for two whole questions. <laughs> and the extent of it, what was Mark Owen's <laughs> debut song? What song humiliated Terry that someone filled primary school under 11's leaving disco? <laughs> oh, yeah, we could have a Decapod quiz. Yeah, we'll totally do that. Find out who the real fans are. Yeah, all right. I'll do that. I'm on that. Right, make a note of that. Speaking of real fans... Uh, be sure to check out the Facebook group that we've got going. Yeah. When you listen to this now, which will be in about oh, three weeks after we've recorded it, go and check out the Facebook group because it's it's jumping. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like the Venger boys. It's going crazy. I'm going to say, guys who are in there, the elites, the elites that are already in there, we love you. You're awesome. It's been really nice. Everyone's come in and everyone's getting, in, getting involved with them. With the, with the things that we're putting up there and there's some really good ideas coming in. So, yeah, I'm going to come up with different categories of fan and you are definitely the elites right now. First 50 are the elite group. I still think Decamorphin Power Rangers. Nah. 
mighty morphing Decca Rangers. Uh, I, 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 there was nothing wrong with um, I kind of Decapodians. I think there's something <laughs> wrong with Decapodians. Oh. It's a bit shit. Well, you said that about the name of the podcast. Yeah, and here know, we so are rolling with it. <laughs> we can be pretty confident when they go for Decapodians. I know which hill to die on. Let's put it that way. And it's not the name of what we call the first 50 of our Facebook group fans. Although I still think we should call the first 50 the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Oh, have I got one? What? Have I won one? Yeah. You're winning way more than I want. <laughs> it's, it's really starting to irritate me. The thing that concerns me about that phrase is way more than you want. So you actively don't want me to get anything right. You oh, actively I've... want me to fail. Oh my god! Have you only you only just discovered I'm actually, I'm a real horrible competitive bitch? Did you not realise that? Yeah. I didn't think we were being competitive at this point. I didn't realise <laughs> this was competition. Yeah, I've got yeah, you know, I've got visions. Emma versus Terry. <laughs> I love a massive grump when you win. <laughs> well, I knew we had something planned for the end of the, the the decade where we pick as top tens and try and mash them together. But I didn't realise this was competition. Oh, no. Wow. I don't know. Maybe you bring it out of me. <laughs> where, do, where should we head next? Shall we head to TV? I know we'd like to end on film. Do you want to... Go straight to TV. Do you want to know the deaths? <laughs> well, I think it's it's relevant at this point to talk about the most controversial subject of 1993. Which is? WrestleMania 9, Yokozuna um, versus Bret Hart. Because right. Yokozuna beat Bret Hart, and then Hulk Hogan came down, who wasn't even in the match, right? And Bret's like, go get him, Hulk. Go get him. And then Hulk Hogan went and beat Yokozuna and won the title, when it should have been Bret all along. I, I know, right? I know. Unbelievable. I was going to say, let's have a moment's silence, but it's not great for a <laughs> podcast, is it, that? Everybody pause. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, there'll be... Oh, actually, 1997, when we get to that year, we can have the great poll, which is, did Brett screw Brett or did Vince screw Brett? We've got that to come, listeners. Uh. I wondered where you were going there at 97. Um, yeah, so what, do you want the deaths? <laughs> do you want the deaths for 1993? Well, a piece of me died that year because of what happened to Bret Hart. Okay. Oh, do you mean actual deaths? Yeah. Yeah, throw that on. Yeah. <laughs> che- cheer me up with the deaths. But there was, there was some biggies. Oh, oh, Andre the Giant. That's sad. Yeah, but it links to you weird wrestling stuff <laughs> it, it does it does link to weird wrestling stuff and it was sad because when he was still not wrestling but managing it he was uh, it didn't look healthy very wobbly i uh, i just think it was he in the princess bride maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah that that's where i know him from um so there was him there was brandon lee which one's brand oh christopher uh, not christopher lee bruce lee's son yeah so, yeah, filmmaking The Crow. Who's Christopher Lee? Dracula. Right, okay, yeah. I'm with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that Brandon Lee in The Crow. Yeah, that was a great film, based on which the Sting character from WCW. It was based on, on The Crow character. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't understand any of that acronym. 
Is it another? Is it, are we back at wrestling? Yeah, World Championship Wrestling had a wrestler called Sting who based his character on the Crow character from the Crow. Ah. Cool. Everything ties back to wrestling. Mm. In your world. Um, all right, then. Let's throw you this one. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> throw you a challenge. Audrey Hepburn. There's a link there somewhere. It's in Audrey. There's an Audrey. I don't know. Well, I, <laughs> but I like Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, and um, River Phoenix. I don't know who that is. Um, so was in, if you think about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. And there's that bit where he's young. Yeah. It's the flashback. That's River Phoenix. Who's Phoenix now? There's an actor that's got Phoenix in his name. Yeah, and that is his brother. Um, so who played like the Emperor in Gladiator or um Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, yes. he was a joker, wasn't he? Um yes. recent yes, okay. Yes. I know where we're at now. Yeah, yeah. So he died and died really young, um, I think drugs related. Oh, that's that this, I don't like the deaths. We need to keep doing them because it's relevant, but I don't like this this segment. Okay, well that's we got out of the way now. Yeah. Um, cool. Right. So, shall we go to TV? And I need to swap notebooks because being so organised, I use two notebooks for this. So you probably should kick off. <laughs> well, I use one notebook for all my podcasts, so I can't oh, even blimey. skip from one to the other. Well, it might. T- I like the TV this year. I'm going to kick off uh, with um, one that I've mentioned already, which is a mighty morph in Power Rangers. Was that how that started that year? No. It's, oh, wow, that started that year. I never watched it. I don't think you're enthusiastic enough about this. <laughs> I remember really cringing at it. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I went back and watched it all recently on Netflix, and, I mean, it's shit, but it's it's one of them where it's just cheesy fun. Yeah. Do you disagree? I just, I just remember, I, I think like in '93, because we were we were going from primary school to secondary school that year, and I just feel like I would have been embarrassed to to be watching that. I didn't tell anyone I was watching it. <laughs> I mean, I am now. <laughs> at the time, I didn't tell anyone. That was, that was my dirty little secret. Well, good. Okay. Well, that that's one thing, I guess. But yeah, it was wasn't on my list of things that I noted. Okay, then uh, I'm going to throw in uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I did put that down on the list, but I put a question mark. <laughs> I mean, look, we all know that none of these are guaranteed to be from the year we're talking about. Not quite as bad as your Star Trek reference from earlier, but whatever. <laughs> I'm going to say this one, and I'm going to see if A, you can guess it, and B, if you've got it on your list, I'm just going to say Bastard. Oh, it'll smell of Reason Mortimer. No. Oh. <laughs> Sharp. Oh, no, never seen it. Oh, it's because it's Sean Bean and it's all this, isn't it? Bastard. I, I don't think I've really seen anything with Sean Bean in it. He looks too short. <laughs> You've never seen anything with Sean Bean in it because he looks too short. <laughs> Can you edit that out? Because that's just no. too... <laughs> 
it's two episodes in a row I've made a slight against short men and I feel really bad because it's really superficial. I don't know how tall Sean Bean is. <laughs> He's not going to be short now, is he? <laughs> we need, we're going to do a Sean Bean special. Oh, God. I'm going to make you watch all Sean Bean's films. He's in Lord of the Rings, isn't he? He is in Lord of the Rings. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? I have. Right. So I've Bastard. seen one yeah. Right, okay. Uh, he's in When Saturday Comes, in Sharp. What else is Sean Bean in? Oh, my mind's gone a bit blank on Sean Bean films. Either way. Um, we've also got uh, Euro Trash. Yeah, I'd put Euro Trash down. Which was, uh, I used to watch that in bed uh, alone. <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all new good for one thing, wasn't it? You're a trash. Such a bizarre show, but it's <laughs> just a bizarre show. I, I don't think ever understood what it was actually about, or I just, there were just breasts in it that I yeah. used to watch it for. Jean Paul Gautier. Yeah. And um, also, the one I mentioned before, I don't know if I said this off camera, uh, but slightly controversial one. I don't know if he classes as a film, but it, I don't think it was ever at the cinema, but it, it was straight to TV. So I'm putting it in TV, and it was like wrong trousers. Yeah, Always. I put that down as well. Yeah, yeah. So not controversial. That's good. You and like Wallace and... Yeah, I do. Uh, that bamboozled me a bit. Again, <laughs> I was like... I felt like I was older when The Wrong Trousers was on TV. I don't know whether it was because it was a while before it was on, but that just didn't ring true. Oh, no, you said it went straight to TV, so it must have been then. Just felt early. Yeah, I don't know. It's but very that, good, though. Yes. Uh, well, I like all of the Wallace and Gromit stuff. It's all, amu- all amusing. I've also got Live and Kicking. Yeah. Which would have been Zoe Ball and Jamie Feakston. Yeah, and it had that great title sequence where the, the big bally thing went gudung dung 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 on top of um, television centre. And also resulted in the greatest moment of my early teenage years, which, and do you know what? If Zoe Ball's listening, I don't know whether she'll find this offensive or take it as a compliment, but she went front forward and everything fell out and she went back up again, covered her top, all embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> that, that was watched repeatedly and right. inappropriately. I, weird, I don't remember that moment. That moment is I... etched into my brain. <laughs> but I did used to go swimming on a Saturday, so maybe I missed it. I can remember once, because um, I, I was very much um, a shy child and uh, wouldn't say anything in public, um, and my sister had... I don't know if she'd rung in or wrote in for some sort of composition, but she was going out. And she's like, Terry, live and kicking might ring up. If you answer, tell them I'm not in and take a message. And then I just was I just panicking in case they rang up and I was on telly. And to remember being petrified. And then thinking, well, hold on. I can't say, no, she's not in. Yeah. You know, you got in for a competition, eh? Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, so we ball responsible for the greatest moment of my early teenage years. Um, I've also got Chef. Yeah, I put Chef with Lenny Henry. Yeah. Is Lenny Henry funny? I think so. Guess what? 
I reckon I've I got, can guess. But I've got such a great story. Um, so this is genuinely one of my proudest moments. So one of the things I was going to be, I was going to be a photographer and I was getting lots of experience. So, and I used to ph- photograph for venues and things like that. And in Birmingham on Broad Street, you've got our own sort of stars, like the Hollywood stars. And um, a venue I used to do photography for, were hosting him getting his star and they asked me to go and be the photographer for it so got to photograph him sort of going in was allowed in like the little press bit and then I had to go and do his private photos um in the in the side room um after that and yeah I think I think he's lovely I think he is really really funny and um he took questions at one point and I put my hand up and there's a really infamous club um, in Birmingham called Snobs. And he always does a bit about saying he used to go there. And I went, Lenny, you come in Snobs tonight? And he went, not tonight, baby. I'm going to go back to London. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it so, strikes yeah. me as just being a really lovely person. I definitely got that, but I didn't get any kind of diva thing from him. And um, I had a real giggle with him when it was the one-on-one photographs as well and stuff like that. I've still got the set of photographs. So that's my my link to Seleni of Henry. See, I like that story. Yeah, it's a proper story for starters, isn't it? Yeah, that's a, that's not like one of the usual ones where you're just showing off. <laughs> trying to rub it in, I haven't seen this stuff. But I like, that's a good story. Well done. Totally was showing off, so um, I hid it well. <laughs> you did. Uh, I've also got the detectives. Yes, I did notice it. For some reason, didn't write it down, though, and I loved that show because I loved Jasper Carrot. What was your chap's name? Robert Powell. Right. I, I, I did like that show. A, I might see if I can find it somewhere. I wonder if it's on mm. Britbox or something like that. Uh, then we come to my last two. Uh, I'm going to say for Shooting Stars. Yeah. Which I can't do the noise for the dove from above. Can't do coos. No, I, no. I was more of a fan of the crow from below, uh, who <laughs> came in later series, and the vest from the west. Um, what an amazing show! Like I love it. I still love it now. It's just it, it's just bonkers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the best way, though. Yeah, not like Euro trash bonkers. Bonkers, as in this is bonkers brilliant. <laughs> I just. It, yeah, just really silly, and it it shouldn't work, but it does. Like everybody's really good on it. Even Ulrika, like Ulrika used to really annoy me, but even she kind of gets into it. Like a couple of like series in, she kind of understands what's going on. Um, yeah, like the catchphrases Iranu and Favu, that that will instantly place you in a generation if you say that, and the other person gets it. Um, and all the Georgie Dawes stuff and i just used to like the mark with your face like <laughs> <laughs> a massive insult mark lamar's on my list and um, let's just note that down seriously um, yeah that's the first one where i've just had I, I don't understand it at all <laughs> he's just so annoying sour, sour. and uh, i don't know it's just um just something about him um yeah there is something about him <laughs> Jesus. I mean, that one, I'm not, no, I'll disagree on that one. I'll accept David Baddiel and Frank Skinner and, and all the other dozens that we've covered so far. But Mark Lamar, nah, I don't see that one. Oh, well, it's not your list. <laughs> no, I suppose I'd have to sleep with him, so that's all right. No, and if he did, it would make me very angry and jealous. So. 
challenge accepted. <laughs> I'm tweeting him as we speak. <laughs> um, can you remember any real notable people? The one that always pops in my head is Lynn Perry or Ivy from um, Coronation Street because she was absolutely drunk out of face. What, appearing on, on the show? Yeah. No, I don't I don't remember any being on yeah. the, I can remember them. I can remember Mark Lamar and Eureka, George what's the George Dawes. I don't actually remember any of the guests. Ah. I, I always remember that. And I always remember they launched something at Mark and he had to hold, like try and, yeah. and it knocks him off the thing. And I bet a lot of people, you included, really cheered when it knocked him over. I don't think I disliked him at that time. I think it's grown on me. I think it was um, seeing him in um, Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Yeah. He annoyed me in that. You make a good point there, actually. Um, and this will be one for sort of 96 sort of time. Um, and the um, the lead singer with Republica was on. And he's horrible to her. But for no reason. She's not. She's not it, you can just tell that they've fallen out before the show. So, yeah, they're, they're not so nice to Mr. Lamar. But anyway. Why did you sound so surprised when you said you make a good point? <laughs> did so, you? You did. You've read that into it. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm going. I don't know if I'd class this as my favourite show of 1993, but it's the one that had the most profound effect on me. In I can remember crying, like uh, properly crying at the animals of Farvingwood. Right, so for this bit, because I knew this would come up, I've got a prop for this bit. So, <laughs> is it a visual reference for a podcast? No, no, no. It's some of the. <laughs> I really like the theme song to the Animals of Farming Wood, and I was just like, "Oh, I've got jingle bells." So, <laughs> but you've already said you don't want to duet, so I was hoping that I would say to you, if you can do the. and I can put the bells in and it'll be a nice little rendition and then we can talk about the show and what made you cry. You know what's really annoying? Is that I started watching it again the other day after I realised it was 1993 and I can't remember the theme tune. Oh, so, well, get ready. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to break it to you, but it's still not ringing a bell. I saw it about two days not ago. Not ringing a bell. There you go. <laughs> I've, um, been, I've been looking forward to doing that all day. I well, I've been looking forward to doing that all day. I was like, I was excited to see your face when I produced the bells. <laughs> like... I think I was still slightly concerned about the prop, thinking, "Oh God." Because also, I keep in mind, one of the lead characters is a fox. <laughs> I know. And I'm just going to say he's very dominant in it, isn't he? Isn't he? So it's Must a, be a fox thing. So it's only dominant foxes that you like. <laughs> so what bit made you cry? I think I'll know. If I, if I say hedgehog, that'll trigger you. Well, now you have. Why would, <laughs> I, I hadn't remembered that. I can remember crying because I, I, I watched episode one and I can remember crying at episode one because I just found it really sad that all these... Mm. Like, this is where I've gone vegan from. This is deep I bet a lot of people did. Yeah. I genuinely do think a lot of people went vegetarian from this show. I mean, 30 years late, but whatever. You know? <laughs> but 
I can remember crying it when I first saw it because I remember the um, like the destruction of the homes, mm. and it's like we're doing this as people. I can remember it really having quite a profound effect. Not enough to stop eating meat at the time and stuff, obviously, but um, quite a profound effect on me. And but that's the only bit I can remember crying over until you've just said that. <laughs> so thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, lorries. <laughs> Did you just say Laurie's... <laughs> Where to go? You know, you're just like decimating people's childs or now that are listening. <laughs> I think I switched my empathy off today because it's not there, is it? It's not there. No. <laughs> but... No, um, I, I, I had forgotten that bit. I, I, I just, I think I found the whole, the whole show quite sad. Yeah, I don't, I, I can't remember how it ended actually. Now, so don't spoil it for me. I'm, gonna, I'm watching oh, it you're all again. Be, right, okay. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Well, we watched one episode so far, but um, it, it's, it's just nice. It's a real. I just said it's sad, but it's, it's nice reminiscing and going back over that one. It's. But yeah, I can remember just the whole thing feeling quite sad. The concept's dark, though, isn't it? Like yeah. you said, it, they've destroyed their home, so they're grouping together to find somewhere else to be. Well, in think, the, sorry, go on. As I say, because Fox, um, he's <laughs> he's the one that's he's found the new. He knows where the new place is, doesn't he? And that's why he's kind of leading. Well, yeah, but. That first episode, like in the first five minutes, they kill the frog. There's an old frog, and I'd forgotten oh. this, but there's an old frog that's trying to run away from where they're digging. And they, they scoop him up with the big tractor <gasps> thing and then just chuck him down, and he dies in this pile. And that's five minutes in. It's no wonder I bloody Whoa. cried at it. Is it French? <laughs> it's got, it's, I think it might be French, which would explain a lot of stuff. Their stuff's quite dark, isn't it? I think they're not speaking French. No, no. It'd be interesting. Look at the subtitles, not the subtitles, the credits. I'll have a check. Um, But yeah, I didn't realise them. I thought it was just the old hoggy, hedgy hoggies um, that that bought it. No, I think there's a few throughout. And I can't remember if it ends happy or not either. But there's nice things that happen as well because Fox and Vixen have little babies, don't oh, they? Yeah. I think I've erased a lot of this from my memory. A lot of this, <laughs> yeah, because of the stress stuff. Yeah, it's like if I forget it all, I can't remember any of it. That's good. <laughs> Nonny, when did non? There was a TV program called Nonny. That must have been around about this time. I cried bring... like that as well. What was that? I don't know. I'm writing it down, so I'm going to go and check. Yeah. And that was your, is that yours? That's my uh, sort of the 10 most notable TV programmes of 1993. And I think that's quite a, quite a strong, that would hold up against more shears with that list. Yeah. So the only two I, I want to add in, um, I've mentioned one I want to, I want to talk about that last because it's comedy. Um, I'd put down Rocco's Modern Life, um, the cartoon. Um, I think I know that. Mainly, oh, so good so good um a little cartoon dog um and his and his modern life um <laughs> but why why it still gets attention now is he works in a sex shop he works in <laughs> he works in like um you know like a sex line type shop because it's got 
posters up on the walls around him when he goes to work and stuff. And obviously another thing, you're watching it as a kid, no idea. So check that out. Um, but it's quite good. It's got quite a funky little theme tune as well. I won't do um, a rendition of it with my bells. But um, yeah, um, I thought that was worth a mention. And the one to just sort of quickly chat through is Smell of Reason Mortimer. Um, one of one of my favourite one of my favourite shows. And when you went bastard, the reason why I guess that is, I thought you were referencing Uncle Peter. It would be like woof fat donkey like that. And I thought it would might be like sort of mildly misquoting him but I just love that it's so again a bit like shooting stars so random I love that thing where they've got the desk I like the fact they come out and they do a little song very much modern um more common wise but you know a little bit more few more fart jokes and things like that in it um and actually like some of the people that are in that Carolina Hearns in it um most of the fast show period you've got Slade at home Slade on holiday um yeah just love it and bob mortimer national treasure oh and yeah. and vic and vic both are yeah i think i always found vic reeves funnier at the time but now i think bob mortimer's hilarious yeah especially on stuff like would i lie to you on that it's bonkers crazy anytime he's on a podcast i'm straight into sort of and i I could, but the, weirdly, I don't like his one because it's mainly about football, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, he's he's absolutely hilarious. They, and it in really interests me. He was a lawyer. He's a lawyer. He only met Vic Reeves because he went to see him at the top of a pub, one of those comedy gigs, and then ended up being part of the show. And that's how they then became comedy partners. And he and he quit he quit law to go and do this with with Vic. So we um. Should we get him on the show? On this one, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Do it. Yeah. Vic Reeves and... Uh, not sorry, Vic Reeves. Well, Vic Reeves would do. You know, would sell for Vic Reeves, I think. Yeah. If you're listening, Vic and Bob, you can come on as a pair or as individuals. We're happy either way. Yeah. Individuals might be better because then we can get two shows out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, no, I was going to say, <laughs> if you want to sack one of us off... <laughs> <laughs> but then I don't want to be picked. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I must have watched Mean Girls or something. Anyway, <laughs> bastard. I've got some more film debuts, people who made their debuts in film. Oh, okay. Can I say really quickly um, two deaths that I missed? <laughs> Oh yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, go on then. I'll and then a few, and then I've got a few births as well. Yep. All right, so Les Dawson, um, ninety-three, and I remember that one. <laughs> it's really weird, right? I used to, um, my dad used to have one of these jobs where he used to travel about quite a lot, and I used to love just going out in the car with him and stuff like that. And he was on site, and he got it, and as he went to sort of check on this um, work, the news broke that Les Dawson had died. So that's the first death I informed my dad of. It's, it's a weird moment in my life where he got back in the car and went, Dad, Les Dawson's died. And he was like, what? Um, so there you go. And then Bobby Moore. That one's the saddest one. I, I guess. I mean, from a football perspective, is it? From an everything perspective. Yeah. I'm going to tread really carefully because... Uh, <laughs> 
because <laughs> my previous on this this show, um, I'm just going to respectfully say that and go. Shall I mention the births to lighten the mood? Well, it depends who was born, doesn't it? You know. Wow, well, Stormzy. Stormzy. <laughs> one of my um, musical heroes. <laughs> Did you do that one? Shut up. <laughs> Is that one of his? No idea. <laughs> um, Tyrone Mings. Footballer, yes. Yeah, Villa, I, I believe. Has he played for Villa? I, um, I don't know. <laughs> I think he might be Man City now. Oh, uh, well, yeah. And I was used to titter because it a bit like the Vic and Bob, it could be like true or false, Tyrone Mings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It looked, um, and Zayn Malik. In fact, most of One Direction were born in, in 1993. <laughs> Just one of them wasn't, I think. Right, okay. Which one wasn't? I don't know because I've lost my bit of paper with the. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Right. Well, two film debuts I'm going to mention. Uh, Jennifer Aniston made her film debut in the oh, epic. Oh, my guess. Can Go I guess? It. Leprechaun. I'm sure one of your favourites. <laughs> I've got, so I had this problem um, in the town I grew up in uh, when I ter- turned 18, but I never had like ID. And the woman at the video shop wouldn't let me get 18 certificates. She'd only let me get the leprechaun. So I have seen it. Oh, it's awful. Yes, it is. Um, and then also Ryan Reynolds made his film debut in Ordinary Magic. And I've never seen that, but I like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I like Ryan Reynolds. Um, I've never heard of that film, though. Did you watch it? Nope. Okay. Just a notable reference that Ryan Reynolds kicked off his uh, somewhat mediocre slash stellar film career in yeah. 1993 yeah good call so that lead us into films do you have a top 10 of films yes is I it do. a good top 10 yeah i think so fire away i'm a fire right. away so uh, i haven't put them in order though <laughs> do you have a favorite out of the lot um maybe Save that one till last and hit me with a rest. Okay, so um, a few good men. I don't have that in my list. This one. And I've never seen it, so I can't discuss it. Okay. Um, yeah, um, courtroom drama. Um, um, Jack oh, is Nicholson. That, yeah, is that the one? That was, you can't handle the truth. Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise. Um, I might have seen and it. I, uh, well, that's the very famous bit, isn't it? That yeah. you can't handle the truth. Um, yeah, and obviously starring Tom Cruise, who's currently residing in the same city as me. Um, just to throw that in. Not that I can find him. Um, and also, oh, okay. So I'm going to go with this one next for a mention. Grumpy Old Men, which is actually one of my all-time favourite films. Nope. Not got it, not seen it. Oh, my God. Oh, so Jack Lemon is just one of my favourite actors of all time and teaming him up with Walter Matthau is just genius. Um, if you do happen to watch it and you like that, definitely check The Odd Couple where they starred together in the 60s. Um, wonderful. And there's Grumpy Old Men too, which probably coming up next episode. Um, okay, well, let's... Um, True Romance. That's wild me because of how much we both were fans of Tarantino. 
and that's his that's yeah it's great um it's quite funny that one as well if i remember rightly okay so um nightmare before christmas no <laughs> <laughs> this is making me slightly worried that maybe I'm i've not... got the wrong year no i'm well Oh, I'm really, I am really nervous. I'm really nervous now that I've got this all wrong. Wait, Wayne's World Two. No, I've seen it. I like Wayne's World Two, and it it, it was from 1993. I'm fairly certain, but uh, it didn't make it into my top ten. Because I feel like the, the Wayne's Worlds that came out really close succession, so I was expecting to see it when I looked for it. But it is this is just making me feel really nervous now. Um, Groundhog Day. I have Groundhog Day on my oh, list. Thank God for um, that. I have Groundhog Day on my list. Yeah. Well, one of us had to do the joke. That's a bit me, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, good film. Uh, it took me years to watch it because I just always assumed it would be dull. Um, but no, really enjoyed it. <laughs> Ironically enough, watch it twice in succession. <laughs> but actually, you have to work because how he actually gets out of the loop, um, it, I think it does need two watchers. Um and to sort of get it, yeah, it's just it's just a it's a classic comedy. Um, you probably can never hear um, "Got You, Babe" without having the image of that um, radio alarm clock kicking down. Um, yeah, and also the other thing that wows me about it is that thing of it's such a phrase used now. Oh, this is like Groundhog Day, yeah. and it's you know it's not been around that long, but that phrase just really became sort of like popular sort of conversation um right so let's see if we can roll mrs doubtfire i have mrs doubtfire oh good well at least we've got some robin williams <laughs> still not quite going right that in um yeah again it's an absolute comedy classic um it's undeniable but i tell you who i think gets overlooked in that film and that's sally fields which one sally fields his wife right um, I absolutely think it's brilliant when they're at the restaurant towards the end and she she kind of realises it's him under that mask and it's when she, the best line she does is she keeps going, I don't believe it, the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. And she, gets, <laughs> she does that line in different emotions and she's brilliant in that film. But also what's really interesting is when you watch that as a kid, you hate her because you're like, oh, she's such a killjoy. And I'm like, I can't believe, like, why would you want to be married to her? I now identify with her and I'd be like, he is a bloody nightmare. He brings a he brings a petting zoo into their house. And a bit creepy. Yeah. <laughs> step back a... and look at it. <laughs> um, there is actually one of those, there was a, like a run on YouTube where people did different trailers they soundtracked films differently to make it see if the trailer could be different and there's a brilliant one where they soundtracked mrs doubtfire to look like a thriller horror <laughs> um, and i recommend that um, if you've got spare two minutes uh, a thriller what a thriller horror oh horror yeah but also thriller yeah thriller preceding horror being like, like first the worst second the best <laughs> no how old are we? <laughs> well, we're still trying to work like, this out. Water spout, water spout, I doubt it. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, well, they round it, crowned it. 
There's a third one, isn't there? There's another uh, combat that you could do. To I don't that. know, Freya, I only know two. <laughs> I'm going to find out what it is and then you'll be sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, what else have I got? Um, sorry, I'm still getting over. You'll be sorry because I'll find out the third part of yeah. this rhyme. You'll be so sorry. Um, right, Adam's Family Values. Um, yes. Great film, not on my list. Uh, superior to the first Adams Family. I remember watching it. Wednesday's my absolute hero. And that's where I learned sarcasm. Learned sarcasm from, from her and the lines she delivers most perfectly in that film. I think the cheesy summer camp people are also amazing. The fact that oh, the fact they burn it down to the ground. And I love um Debbie. Debbie. <laughs> and she's got a favorite line that I've got from her because I might as well just indulge myself to do shitty impressions if I can. But I love it when she's got them all trapped at the end and she's trying to sort of say why she became a psychotic killer. And it's basically because she wanted um she wanted a Barbie uh, for Christmas and they and they got the wrong one. She went, Do you know what I got? Malibu Barbie. That wasn't me. I was graceful, delicate. And what's really great is they all go along with her. They're like, oh yeah, they were. That was awful. Uh, uh, she's brilliant in that. Joan Cusack. I love Joan Cusack. I've just monologued at you. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm going to take a moment just to uh, <laughs> to acknowledge that impression because that was a good impression. The normal is shit. Now that was. Oh, I was impressed with that. Well done. Thanks. There's more to come. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was that one. Um, Made in America. Nope. Again, it, it astounded me, actually. Uh, I'm worried that that's on there now because that feels too late for that. That feels like that should have been in the 80s. But uh... Are we going to be starting off every episode where you were doing an apology now? Yeah, <laughs> well, no, because I'm never, ever going to rinse it trying to make you feel bad about something. So I'm all right with getting dates wrong, but it was how much I sort of was like, in your face. <laughs> like, <laughs> have you learned your lesson? Yes, I have. I don't like being publicly wrong. Uh, but yeah, Made in America, love it. Love the all the characters that, um, that the two main guys do. <laughs> Two main guys, like I forgot Eddie Murphy's name. <laughs> I was trying to cover out the fact I can't remember what the other actor's called. Um, it's, oh. No, can't well, remember, but they he does lots of them as well. Well, I know it's not him, but I won't be able to think of it because I've currently got David Hasselhoff in my brain for some reason. <laughs> Is that not White Men Can't Jump? Am I getting it confused with White Men Can't Jump? Um, no, because that's Woody Harrelson. Well, God knows what film I've seen David Hasselhoff in then. Uh, I don't know. Do they do a Baywatch? I don't like I watched a lot of Baywatch. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So the I'm I was my one that I haven't mentioned. I'm going to leave for you because I know it's one of your all-time favorite films. Um, and just a couple of honourable mentions, which you'll go not saying it, not saying it, not saying it. Um, <laughs> You're back to your shit impressions again, yeah. You roll that, you quality one. Yeah, you go that's it, I peaked. I peaked. I mean, you do it. You make me sound like that Harry Enfield character, I am not a nosy neighbour. That one. And he's like Michael Caine. Snort now. 
it's not really that I'm doing an impression of you. That's just a voice I do. <laughs> when you think of me. <laughs> awesome. I do that voice for a lot of people. That's I had to apologise at the start of this episode because I said, <laughs> I'm going to fucking extract my revenge. You'll be ridiculed and slandered <laughs> this episode. Oh, dear. Uh, right, honourable mentions go to Benny and June, um, which is an early Johnny Depp film. So there's been a couple of times that I have chosen an actor and I have taken it upon myself to watch every film they have made. Johnny Depp is one of them. I think I'm still missing a couple, but pretty much there. Benny June's actually, it's adorable. And he does loads of like Charlie Chaplin shtick in it. And it's, I, I really love it. I mean, just to refer back to your early point, not saying that one. <laughs> but we will be also doing what you said and we will be going back through the whole Sean Bean catalogue as well as the Kevin Bacon catalogue. <laughs> oh god um then much ado about nothing um which would have been fronted by kenneth branner it, it's kenneth branner it's emma thompson it's astoundingly um keanu reeves <laughs> in a shakespeare film which is just <laughs> love it um yeah it's got an amazing cast and uh it's just a bit knobby we it's my favorite shakespeare play so I really like, I, I just really like that film. It's one of the only things I actually understand. Well, just to potentially ruin it for you, when you said it there, my brain immediately went to Heath Ledger. And I'm thinking, which, what film? And I was getting it confused with 10 things I hate about you. Oh, yeah. But also a Shakespeare film. It would have been weirder if it had been his when he was the Joker. <laughs> he had gone there instead. Yeah. Or whether that's just like... You, you just take your head off to places when I'm ranting and raving about stuff because I would completely understand that. That's a good coping mechanism. That That's not just you. My brain tends just to go, you'll say a word, and then it triggers a thought process, <laughs> which we've established where my thought processes go. And I think sometimes the less said, the better. Yeah, we'll have a little chat about it afterwards. <laughs> uh, for in Seattle. Never seen it. No of it. They're just a standard like rom com. Love Tom Hanks. Um, it's just a nice, just a nice story. Um, and then Hocus Pocus. That's actually not on my list. It was nearly on my list. I like it, Hocus Pocus. It had to make my list because I went to the cinema to see it, which was a massive event for me because I only used to get to go to the cinema when we used to go visit family over in Derby. So. There's not that many films I actually saw at the cinema when I was a kid. Got bought them all on video. Uh, but yeah, we went to see Hocus Pocus. So stuck with me. And that is me done. I mean, at least two or three out of those 15 were good choices. <laughs> that No, that there is nothing wrong with the nine of my 10 that I've mentioned. That That's solid. Well, I mean, I'm going to guess the one that you haven't mentioned that you think is one of my favourites, which is, is Jurassic Park. Yeah, which is definitely on my list. It's it's not the greatest film of 1993, but it's it's up there. It's a phenomenal. Give me your thoughts on Jurassic Park, Emma. Yeah, so it cannot be denied. It brought the blockbuster. Blockbuster. What's <laughs> a blockbuster? <laughs> the blockbuster. Um, it brought the blockbuster back to the cinema, and it's very very important for doing my knobby film student types now um and i still think it would stand up now 
as being genuinely scary. Um, I will agree with you. You're going to say it's a horror. I agree. I do agree. This, this, that's a scary premise. There's an island full of big fuck off dinosaurs, and the power goes down. Dinosaurs get out, and people, you know, you know one guy gets eaten when he's on the toilet, and we're all scared of that. <laughs> but do you know what? There is something that he's what he's really good at. Spielberg is he plays on stuff that people are genuinely scared at. So the Indiana Jones movies, one has big insects, one has rats, one has snakes because they picked a different phobia for each of those films. And I think he really thought about that. When do you feel most vulnerable? Probably when you're on the toilet. And I and I think it's really deliberate that that's in there. Um, yeah, yeah, it really, really scared me. Anybody that was paying attention in our little intro thing knows that I burst into tears watching this film when a cushion got lobbed at me and it made me just sort of cry because I was so engrossed in the raptors bit towards the end. Um, so I think it's really good. Um, I I don't think I want to watch it. And weird, funny story, when they brought Jurassic World out a few years ago, um, we went to see it at the cinema and with 3D glasses on and I took mine off. <laughs> it was, I couldn't handle the thought of a dinosaur being like right there. And I think I put my fingers in my ears at one point as well because it's too noisy. There you go. That's my thoughts. I adore Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's such a beautiful film. And... It just for the whole way through, for everything, it is horror. Uh, or, well, there's elements of horror in it. That scene where the, the two kids are in the um, the kitchen with the velociraptors running around, yeah. that's that's terrifying. Um, it's it, But I think the thing that gets me with it, and still now when I watch it, I, d- I don't know how, maybe the first 20 minutes, half an hour, it's full of hope. There's there's no mm-hmm. kind of I mean when you look back you can see there's bits of foreshadowing in it and stuff but there's nothing there's no impending sense of dread it's just like oh wow they've got dinosaurs and yes if you step back you know well for it to be an entertaining film something has mm-hmm. to go wrong but it never feels like that in that first section you know until they start going around and I think either the power goes or they get stuck somewhere I can't remember exactly when it starts going downhill but it's just really warm and the the when they first see the dinosaurs, I forget the names now, but the two doctors, archaeologists, whatever they're called, and then she taps him on the shoulder, she's like, look over there, look over there, and he looks mm-hmm. around, it's like, they just see him, and it's just such a an awesome start to a film. How and then it all PG? goes to up. Yeah, well, I'll tell you why it is. It's that stupid dick with the yellow Mac <laughs> and glasses. It's him. He sells it out. He does something, doesn't he? But what I like throwing in there is I think people forget it's got Samuel L. Jackson in it. <laughs> he's yeah. a chain-smoking computer guy, and that he's just got, got a little bit part in it. But yeah, it's, it's I mean it still stands up. You know, the effects are still phenomenal, the story itself is still phenomenal. They could release that film today and it would do just as well. Yeah, easily. And if it ever comes on in cinema, and if you've never seen it on cinema, go check it out because it's it, it's hands down better than any of the Jurassic Worlds or anything that's come out. And it, it, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Jurassic World, just fucking stop listening and go watch it. It's 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 everything a film should be. It's we, I mentioned before about perfect films, and it is a perfect film. Well, we um, we asked the group, didn't we, about thing, and I used the gif of the the glass that shake, and that's 
it's iconic cinema. Everybody yeah. knows that reference, and it, and it's great. Yeah. yeah, and then I put a picture of a T Rex, and you know they're going for not being subtle. I'm like the <laughs> fucking glass, that's not subtle, right? Like it's, it's iconic cinema. Everyone knows what that is. It's not subtle. It's not Jaws. That's subtle for me. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Jurassic Park. Um, maybe there's a special in Jurassic Park somewhere. So moving on to the other ones, I am going to give a special shout out to one of the worst films. <laughs> ever made in super mario brothers uh and you re-watched it didn't you to just and check it, on it it's still a shit mm. it's the, the oh fan of the show friend of the show michael griffiths uh i saw in his group today was saying that he actually really liked it. he said it was one of those films that he found that bad that was good i, I don't think it's got any redeeming features i just think it's atrocious I know that I definitely used the emoji when um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> when you said, I'm going to watch it, see if it's okay. Like, Ooh, good um, yeah, but I'll probably watch it again at some point. Dennis, Dennis Hopper in that. I don't I can't. Who's Dennis Hopper? Um, the bad guy from Speed. Yeah, I think he's... Easy um, Rider. Yeah, I think he's Cumber or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Um, yeah, so Super Mario Brothers, I'm going to a special shout-out because, yeah, always worth shouting out the shit films. So I'm also going to mention and give an honourable mention within my uh, 10 film choices to Body of Evidence. I've never seen that. No, well, I mean, you don't need to watch a film. Just fast-forward to the bits where Madonna takes her clothes off. That's all we need to watch. Right. <laughs> That, that's, a bit of a theme. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll always slip it. I'll always slip it. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, speaking of which, that also brings me to my next uh, point, which is Sliver. Yeah, not the Sharon that. Stone classic, which is actually quite a good film. That's a bit of a thriller. There's, there's two though, isn't there? There's two films called Sliver, but they've got very different um, subjects. Because one is that one, and the other one is about aliens that Sliver. I hope I've got the correct one um, because I don't think I've seen the aliens one. So if I've got my ears mixed up, well, there's that. But it's one of them where, as a teenage boy, I would watch the film for a different reason to what I would watch it now. But it is actually quite a good film if you're into it. But it's one of them looking back where you could take the sex scenes out of it and it would still it would be a really good film. Mm-hmm. The sex scenes almost detract from it. Yeah. Which I can't believe I'm actually saying those words, but still, it's relevant and well, I enjoy that film. It was the 90s. It was a bit renowned for necessary sex scenes, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, then I am going to throw in uh, the final Friday, the final Friday the 13th, Jason Goes to Hell, right. which was classed as a final Friday, uh, So, which I think was number eight in the series. Number four in the series was called the final chapter, so it clearly wasn't the final chapter because they had more. And then the final Friday wasn't actually the final Friday. There was more. But okay. The final, final Friday. Yes. But the reason I mention this, unless I get my films mixed up, which I really hope I'm not, is they start this one off by, there's like a SWAT team. They do like a sting to get Jason Borges. Right at the start of the film, like a SWAT team that kill him. And then somehow he comes back to life, but it's like a slug. And this slug goes from body to body. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, it's one of these absolutely bonkers I thought there couldn't be a more ridiculous one than one of the Halloweens where he's been buried 
and there's some kind of landslide. So he gets out of the grave and rolls into a river and <laughs> goes downstream and then can go on a killing spree again. It's what they do. <laughs> this is why I like horror. Uh, also uh, from 1993, Hot Shots Part Duh. Okay, I do remember seeing it on the list, but I think I probably thought Terry will probably mention it, so I won't need to. Yep, uh, really funny film. I haven't mm. watched it recently, but uh, yeah, I think it was better than the first one. Also one that I saw at the cinema, but at one of the teeny tiny cinemas, which was about as big as someone's living room, and went to see it with a girl that bullied me um, at school. There you go. I always think about that. Why? Why did you go sit with her? She didn't bully me at the time. Right. So we were kind of friends. Then she decided we weren't friends and then and then bullied me. It's just one of those things. It's um first year of secondary school, isn't it? Everyone's a bit of a knob. Well, if if your bully is listening now, I hope she <laughs> suffers with nosebleeds. <laughs> uh probably not. I'll make it so I'm, I'm sending yeah, like... sending no, it. Oh. Fucking hell, not, not literally, <laughs> literally. Bloody hell. Visualising it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm also going to give special shout out within this top 10 to Cool Runnings. Oh, nice. Again, I've got no idea why I didn't put that on my list. Maybe again, because I probably thought you'd mention it. Yeah. Uh, really good film, really funny. It's, it's one of those films where it shouldn't be very good, but it is. It's just yeah. fun to watch. I didn't watch that till about two years ago. Oh. I'd never seen it um, and then finally watched it. And what did you think of it, watching it at the age of 35, 36? Um, I really loved it. I really liked it. It made me cry at the end. Okay, which brings us on to... The, the greatest film of 1993, not only the greatest film of 1993, but also the greatest film of all the Robin Hood films, which oh, is Robin Hood, fucked. Men in Tights. Oh, this can get in the bin. <laughs> You've done this on purpose. You've done this on absolute purpose because I know Jurassic Park is really the film that you want at the top and you have done that just to wind me up. Oh, <laughs> Dare you? Yeah. You think I would alter my top <laughs> 10 films just to wind you up? Yes. Yeah. No. There is no way that was your top. No way. Well, all right. But it would be near the top. It is still the yeah. greatest um, Robin Hood film of all time. No. But I do like it. Um, I, My favourite person in that is Richard Lewis. And my favourite line in that is he's got that mole on his face and it and it moves uh, throughout the film. And at some point, someone finally says to him, um, has your mole moved? And he goes, I have a mole. <laughs> <laughs> it's really made me laugh. And she's got that ridiculous chastity belt, hasn't she? Um, it's okay. They make fun of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which makes me a bit sneery towards it i am a robin hood with an english accent oh. <laughs> the best bit for me is still where i think it's where marion she's in bath or something that's not why it's my favorite bit but she's in <laughs> bath and then the camera comes through the window okay it, i don't know why it just really makes <laughs> me chuckle and then kind of just slowly moves back away 
<laughs> I just find that really funny. And you've got Mel Brooks, yeah, who's just class. Um, yeah, so it's a good film, but I know what you I know what you were doing there. And well played. It's uh I'm looking forward to our Robin Hood special. <laughs> I think oh god, I don't swear very much, but you do stuff like that, and I hear myself shouting, go get fucked. <laughs> Yeah, I heard you shout that as well, oddly enough. <laughs> I should think my neighbours did as well. But, yeah, so I, I I, sort of said to you, I struggled in terms of, I like my top ten, but I didn't struggle. I, I kind of just about found ten films, whereas I think you were like, no, this is a really good year. Yeah, I think there were... Uh, I. I genuinely wrote down 17 films for me to pick from. Now, admittedly, some of the ones I put in there, I've said like Super Mario Brothers is crap, but I think it's worth mentioning. You know, it's, it's yeah. one of them. Um, and also, like for me, Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Fridays, it's it's a, one of it's not great in terms of films, but it's just it's fun. It's one of those bit bonkers, but it's not there's nothing scary about it. It's a bit weird, and in terms of the concept, unless I'm getting it mixed up, in terms of the concept <laughs> of the film, it's just a bit nuts, and it's worth a watch for that. So, you know, some of these films are probably not, they won't get in my top ten list of, of all time. You know, I'm not going to be arguing with you to to take out Men in Tights, and not Men in Tights, what one do you like? Prince of Thieves, and, and put in um, Super Mario Brothers, you know. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I... I really like the TV from this year. I think there's just a a real good batch of, of, of seven out of ten TV stuff and some dodgy ones as well, like Euro Trash and, um, you know, Live and Kicking even, which, you know, I, I told you why I like Live and Kicking, the, the greatest moment of my youth. Even with the songs, there's a lot of just real classics in there. And like I said, you can kind of see where the, the 90s is starting to go music-wise. In, yeah. that, in that two streams, if we mentioned sort of the Britpop aspect, the indie route, and also the, the Venga Boys dance route. Yeah. And the films, you know, we're starting to just see a little bit more of the the big smashes in, in Jurassic Park. Um, and you can see what they were trying to do with something similar with Super Mario Brothers. Failed miserably. Yeah. But I think they're trying to do something similar there. And I'm trying to read my others, but I've crossed them all out and I can't read what else I've put. So. <laughs> but I just think that there was just a, it just felt like a a really good, consistent, solid seven slash eight out of ten across the board. Yeah. The standout, Jurassic Park. Yeah, all right. Maybe not many times. Jurassic Park, standout film. Boom, shake the room as your standout music. I'm not necessarily sure there is a standout TV show. Again, I think that's where I'd say they're all seven out of ten. That's my take on the on the year as a whole. Yeah. Well, I tried to find some good events to call out. There's just two things. Well, no, there was a lot of stuff, but there was a lot of really horrible things that happened. And I thought, I already bring the guy down enough by telling him who died. So genuinely, there was some really bleak news stories, and it's like, nah. Um Death is enough. Um, so the only two that I wrote down, which I thought were quite notable. So um, there was a false start and the Grand National got cancelled that year, um, which probably was the first time that something like that had happened. Um, 
But the real notable news story, it was publicly announced to the press that Diana wanted a divorce from Charles. Um, they'd already separated, told, said that divorce wasn't on the cards, and then it was formally announced in 93 that she wanted that divorce. And I just thought that was interesting. We know, uh, and then also like, it made me kind of go, wow, when, for what's going to happen in four years' time and how quickly between that announcement and that event happened. Uh, two things on that. Firstly, I think that the, uh, I think I know what you mean for four years' time. That was my, That's I think that's the first kind of famous death I can remember. Yeah. Uh, my mum woke me up for it. It's like, look what's on time. Like, yeah. You know. Um, but also, I think we should do a poll of whether Prince Harry is actually Charles or not. <laughs> is, that, is that really what the Magnificent Seven wants to debate? Because I think it's quite a clear-cut case anyway. <laughs> I'd be intrigued. Yeah, all right. Sorry, I've just started to move my microphone because my tummy did a massive rumble. <laughs> is that because I mentioned Prince Harry? Is he on your list? No, he's really not. He's um, younger than me. Right, so you can't have anyone younger or shorter. It has to be taller and older, right? <laughs> That's the criteria. Yeah, it really is. Okay. That's it. <laughs> so uh, one thing we kind of uh, mentioned midweek was that we we're going to recommend potentially one film or, or one TV show for for our, our loyal listeners, our Magnificent Seven, to, to go and watch. Not necessarily to report back on, but to, to take away from this show. So what recommendation? It doesn't necessarily have to be the greatest film, but maybe one that not many people have seen or whatever. What would you recommend that uh, people listen following on from this show? Uh, in, which, watch. in which case I'm going to give Benny and June a little nudge because it's such a sweet little film. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just a lovely little rom-com. And if you wanted a nice, if you were feeling a bit down and you wanted to just sort of have a little pick-me-up, I think that is the film. Um, and I don't know what people's feelings are on Johnny Depp, but when he was like in the earlier years of his career, he was so creative about what he did. And some of the Chaplin stuff that he does in it is just genuinely really good to watch. Um, I love him. Um, so, yeah, Benny and June for me. And it's June J O N. I need to change. I've written that down. <laughs> June. Okay. Uh, well, my film that I'm going to recommend is Men in Tights. Oh, um, I don't think it's as well seen as as it should be. So I, I get this now because this wasn't a thing, was it? This wasn't a thing when we did um, my film. We weren't no. recommending films then, and no, now we are. And look at yours. <laughs> but you banged on about it for the entire show and you mentioned it more in this show than we have any other film. So I don't <laughs> think we need to recommend it because you have done excessively. <laughs> I love falling out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, if I was picking one off it, because again, uh, Jurassic Park would, I think would always make it into a top 10 list of my all-time favourite films, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend people watch it because I think it's massively well seen anyway. I think men in tights, I reckon there's a whole generation that haven't seen, as if the younger generation is going to listen to this, uh, I reckon there's a whole generation that hasn't seen men in tights. Yeah, probably. Uh, Stuff like that interests me to see if the humour's held and it's still found funny by people younger than us as well. Yeah. 
I mean, it should be. It's a very funny film. Yeah. And it so, has the best Robin Hood in it. Count to ten. Just count to ten. Right. So, because I opened the show, does that mean you're closing the show with a roundup, or do you want me to still do the roundup? Oh, I mean, I can have a. I'm not doing a roundup, but I can happily close the show. You can close the show, then, my friend. And I'm going to absolutely fall out with you. I I didn't think this through. Uh, I'm going to have to close the show now. Okay, give me a second. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that wraps up 1993. And uh, it it was a somewhat magnificent year. We had all the top films, including Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and Jurassic Park, and Sliver, all the best films. We had some great TV shows, specifically Animals of Farving Wood, and that bit where Zoe Ball's, you know, bits (laughs) fell out. And we had the Boom Shake the Room with Jazzy Jeff and, indeed, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, to which I completely destroyed uh, a young school's leaving disco. <laughs> so 1993 was both an epic and a marvellous shit. I am massively intrigued to see where 1994 takes us. I took a guess at what 1993 would be and failed miserably because I thought it would be crap, and it turned out to be, indeed, epic. Um, so, yeah, so that wraps up 1993. You can go and follow us on social media. We do have a Facebook page, which is probably called Decapod, and we do have a Facebook group, which I believe is called Decapod. So go <laughs> check it out, sign up, and interact. We do have a Twitter feed and an Instagram feed, which, again, is probably called Decapod, but they're not really being used much at the minute, but go follow it for when it does indeed be used. So on that note, I am going to wish you all a very, very merry 1993, and we will look forward to the marvellous year, which I sure will be, 1994. Good Not all right for you. Yeah. Yeah. Bants. <laughs> Uh, this is weird. A guy I went to university with in Derby was like, and he was like, literally the day we finished, he's like, I'm off, I'm moving out. I was like, why? What's wrong with Derby? And he went, not illy enough. And I was like, surely that's a good thing. He went, I want some hills. He was from Accrington Stanley. So I don't know whether that's known for its hills. Was he just trying to find an excuse to get away from you? <laughs> <laughs> struggling for this well, there's not enough hills it that's it's funny you should say that because he did appear back in derby a year or two later and i very got very excited to see him and he did he did disappear quite quickly that night so yeah maybe maybe it's the emma effect